Welcome to another episode of the Scrumcast. I'm Clayton Langelzigich. I'm Jade Meskill. I'm still Roy Vandewater. I'm Derek Neighbors. Is that like still water? <laughs> is that because you're European? Is that what you're? Yeah, we, we mix up the verbs and the <laughs> other things. Why wow, you are so European? You don't even know what the other things are. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about uh, digital boards and physical boards. Uh, so let's say that I've got a digital tool and it has my Scrum board in it, but I have a physical co-located team. Now there, is that going to be a problem, or can everyone just look at their computer screen? Well, certainly everybody could. The question is, what are the benefits of a um, physical board versus a digital board? I think one of the things that I, I think if you I think that uh, Andy Hunt's Pragmatic Thinking and Learning is a, a great book that talks about some of the brain science behind um, physically writing things down versus typing them into a computer or versus seeing them on a computer. Um, that it cements something different in your memory. And I, I like to equate this to when I see uh, grade school children or even college child, uh, students being asked to uh, memorize vocabulary words or terminology. Um, usually the teacher requests that they write them down, write them in a sentence, write the definition down, and then they memorize from there. They don't just give them a printed sheet and say, go read the printed sheet and memorize it. And it's because something in our brain is wired differently when we actually do the act of writing things out. So I think when you're kind of forced to write out the story or write out the um, sprint items or the tasks, I think that something wired different in your brain happens. And the second thing is you know, nobody goes to their computer to look at all that stuff. Um, when there's big visible charts all over the walls, it's much easier for kind of somebody not involved directly in the project or somebody um, on the outside to ask questions uh, where they're not going to go look at the chart in some digital tool, eight things deep, f- find something out, and then send an email or not very often. I mean, usually it's too late. If, they, if they're getting to the point where they know something is that wrong um, and they're looking at the tool, it's probably too late to help. Yeah, I, mean, I think if you're, a, if you're a physically co-located team, it's much more difficult to hide from a physical board that has a presence in the room that you're in where it's very easy to minimize a window and just essentially ignore everything that's going on inside of the software system. Right, we've even uh, we've even seen examples where we would send emails of our burn down chart, for example, to everybody within the company, or post a picture of it in in, uh, in the chat program we use, and still nobody really commented on it or noticed it, even though it was being hand delivered to you, saying, "Look at me." It still didn't have the same effect as just something you walk by every day. Yeah, there I saw a really a really interesting study that talked about um, <clears throat> the brain and how when you when you move from room to room that the doorway actually creates some like physical barrier inside of your mind and that when you walk into a new room it basically forgets everything about the old room and you know i've I started thinking you know does that apply to like windows in our applications like when you minimize that window does your mind like basically shift gears into well now i'm doing something new and i'm in a new room and i can kind of disregard all that other stuff so what are some of the benefits that you would get uh, if you were a physical team having a physical board? Like, does that help promote, you know, collaboration or communication? Uh, you know, what, what are some things you would get from that? I think it's a lot like having a face-to-face conversation. There's a lot of things that are communicated without words. And I think by placing it up in a physical dimension, uh, you can tell so much more at a glance than 
looking at your screen, which can only convey so much information and so much detail just due to its limited size, uh, where I think you can, you can uh, get away with a whole lot more. You can have a lot of more informal statistics or data that becomes very difficult for a computer to calculate. You know, if, if I want to write something up on the board, I can just do it. I don't need a special place to put it. Or, you know, if I want to post something new that we've never tried before, I don't need any code to let me do that. I can do it with a piece of paper. Yeah, I mean, I think some of it goes towards if, if you're really trying to be agile, do you want to be locked into some best practice? I mean, I, I think that that starts well, to... Or at least a practice. Yeah, that starts to kind of uh, uh, cramp. A good example and kind of building off what uh, Jade said is, you know, I think the nice thing about, uh, say, a blank index card is it's a blank index card. So anything your mind can imagine to do with an index card from shredding it up to um, adding new elements to doing anything is is possible. So whether you want to use push pins with different colors to mean different things, if you want to use different colors, you know, with the type of marker, you know, the the, the sky's the limit. And so if you want to try something, and a great example I, I've seen, um, you know, our teams do in the past on occasion is, you know, hey, we really want to want to enforce kind of time boxing, and we want to to see how we're performing against tasks um, because a lot of people are questioning that. Hey, it's as easy as drawing. You know, if if we think this is going to be, you know, an hour long task drawing one square for each one of the tasks and then filling it in as it's getting completed you know that would be really difficult to do in a tool that didn't have that functionality already built into it and the nice thing is you can experiment with that and if that works really well great maybe you keep doing it and if it doesn't work well or you get the data that you need to make the decision um, I, I think in a lot of the cases I've seen the team think, oh, well, the problem is our tasking is really, really horrible, and it's taking us way longer than we think to do the task. Then when they do something like that, they realize, well, it's not that the tasks that we're putting out there are taking too long. It's that we're doing really crappy planning, and we're not putting out half of the tasks that actually need to be done to complete the work. So, you know, we put task A is going to be half an hour, and task B is going to be half an hour, and we find that it really only took half an hour to do each one of those tasks. But we totally glossed over the fact that there was task C, D, E, F, G, H that we just totally didn't even talk about in planning. And so in reality, we need to fix our planning, not fix the estimates of, you know, our, our tasking. So it, it allows you to kind of play with things in a lot more easy format without having to fight against the – you never hear, well, the index cards don't do that. <laughs> right. right. So, so to play devil's advocate a bit, um, I'll ask – but doesn't it take a really long time to update your physical board? Right. So the people, everybody. <laughs> yes, it does. Is that what so, you're saying? So doesn't it take a really long time to update your digital board? So every <laughs> every Agile team at some point, it seems like, gets into the, okay, we need to start replacing the physical tools with digital tools. And I feel like they always have four big reasons for doing that. The first is they say it's way too much overhead to update a real board, which I think is kind of bullshit because it doesn't take any less work than, in my opinion, than, than filling out a digital tool, and it gets you a lot of value. Uh, another reason why they oftentimes want to go with digital as opposed to a physical board is because they say they want to save paper, which I think is just bullshit altogether. <laughs> and, you're, you're, you're European, so it makes sense. <laughs> and then uh, the third reason is uh, because they are a distributed team, which I think is the only reason that I can come up with that has any validity at all. And then the fourth reason I forget at the moment, but I'll jump in in a second with it. Oh, I have another uh, another one. So, um, oh, I would use out. a physical board, but I need to keep track of everything we've yeah. done because what if I need to look at it again later? Right. 
If I have a digital tool, it'll save it all for me. Yeah, so you're never going to need that data. <laughs> no, but I really, really no, do. No, but you really won't. Yeah, so, I mean, so I, when you need it, you can write it down on the index. Yeah, card. I, I think a lot of this goes back you can to save all the cards. A, a, a lot, of, a lot of teams still have a project manager mentality, and so the idea is, well, I need to track tasks, and I need to track who's doing the tasks, and I need to track the actual hours against the tasks, and I need to track all this data because at some point I need to hold somebody accountable. And the truth is, if your team's doing that, you've got way bigger problems than fucking using a physical board or using a digital board, and that's because you don't trust your team and you don't believe the team's going to do the best decisions. I think that teams that want that information so that they can actually improve don't have a problem collecting that data i know that you know we've thrown together spreadsheets on several teams where it's like let's collect the data for two weeks and find out what's really going on and then you know make an adjustment and collect another two weeks but very rarely do you need to collect that data long term i i think that it's one of the classic be careful what you measure if, if you're concerned about measuring the number of hours of tasks and who's doing what well that's what you're going to get you're going to get people that try to game the system so that they don't look like dumbass for the number of tasks. If you're actually trying to deliver software of value, make that be what matters. Make Measure that be what gets measured, right? Uh, function <laughs> points are my, my <laughs> personal favorite. So I, I, think, I think, think some of that goes back to, I think that, that that's more of a management thing usually than a team thing. Or if it's a team thing, it's because somebody is deathly afraid that they're not getting, that, that they're kicking ass and that they're not getting credit for kicking ass, which I also think is an entirely big smell that you're not a team player if you're only worried for getting credit for the work that you're doing and you're not actually worried about delivering the best product well, and that, making a difference. That or you know that Clayton's doing a yes. terrible job and you just want to expose it. Right. And that's how you're trying to, right. to come up with that. And leaving your paper trail so you can fire him. Yeah. So let's say that I'm like a development manager and my team comes to me. This, you know, I have this scrum team or whatever. And, and they come to me and they say, we're using this digital tool now, but we've all talked about it, and we listened to the really awesome podcast, and we decided that we want to have a physical board. There's another um, podcast out there that talks about this. <laughs> yeah, we'll send you the URL later. Yeah, so should I, you know, is that something the team can decide? Like, should I let the team do that, or, you know, should I just jump out the window and give up? <laughs> Those are the two choices. Well, if I was a development manager. <laughs> what, 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 I was going to say, what's the title again? If it's, if it's got the word manager or management in it, you should just jump out of the window now. Okay. And yes, I'm kidding to all those people that are yeah. managers. Uh, so should you let the team do it? Uh, I think if you truly believe in self-organization, then yeah, you should let the team do it because that's their work. I think you have a reasonable expectation to get the information that you need to do your job to report to uh, the people above you and uh, you know the stakeholders and all that stuff. And so that information should be delivered to you however you need it. But when it comes to the team performing their own work and managing their own work, that, that is the team's realm of responsibility and they should be fully able to do it however they would like, whether that's a digital or a uh, physical tool. I don't think it's management's role to dictate that solution. Uh, so what are some instances, you kind of hinted at it, Roy, but what are some instances where maybe we would want to use some digital tool or we, we, we don't necessarily, we, maybe we want a physical board, but we think we need a digital one. So <laughs> the one that I brought up was a distributed team. And so in that one, I would say, why are you distributed? But if you really have to be distributed, then you have to have some way of keeping track of everything. And I haven't found a better way than a digital tool. But as soon as I do, I'm jumping off the... <laughs> 
teleportation. I yeah. think anytime you've got a lot of cash to burn and you want to want a bunch of licensing fees, it's yeah. a good good if you, time. If you to. really like that tool vendor, well, you know, well, never mind. <laughs> uh, I I mean, I think a distributed team is is definitely a situation where you a physical board does not work. We've we've tried it many times, uh, being distributed ourselves to try to manage a physical board. And at some point, it completely falls apart. And it was all digital. It was a physical implementation of a digital tool, right? Because it would be one person would maintain a physical board and take a picture of it and send it to everybody right. else. So. Which was just insanity. It wasn't. It wasn't. Right. It wasn't so providing it was just an any illegible value. digital yeah. tool. Yeah, it wasn't providing that you value couldn't that update immediately. Needed. Yeah, I, I think I think another valid reason for it, and I would say that this should be a short-term reason only, is if you are in probably a larger company. Um, whereby you are a pilot or one of the few few teams in an agile organization and you still have reporting structures that are requiring some of the data that you might need digitally. Now, in those instances, I would really recommend that go ahead and let people use a physical board and then actually key the information that you need for whatever, you know, roll-up reporting you need for your manager. Um, but I, I, I would say that in that case, I, I think that, you know, uh, it... it, it it would be worth double keying that information to allow the team the benefits of a physical board. But I could see somebody saying, you know, it's just not worth a waste of doing it on paper and keying it in. And, and I say, I don't think you understand the benefits well enough. But if you really believe that, I, I think that that is, you know, another reason, you know, if you have to, to report to somebody upstream until you can convince them otherwise, that might be a reason why you would see that. And, and another reason, too, in that, in that exact same situation, why you would want to double key the inf uh, information is nothing starts conversation as well as a board. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've been sitting around here at Gangplank and that somebody's come up and asked me, what, what's the deal with all these cards on the wall? Even people that normally wouldn't ask questions of anybody else. Well, we've seen that at client sites too. Right. right. The, the CEO or some executive VP walks by and says, oh, what, what's going on? What do these charts mean? And you can start to have a real conversation. Uh, yeah, absolutely. About that. Like, one of my favorite stories along this line is, you know, it, it implemented cards, and I was sitting more where the executives were, not necessarily where the team was. And so the, the team had decided to put the board in that hallway, which I thought was bad for the team, but I thought it was good because it got a lot of management highlight. Well, I had one of the, the, the members that was not on the team, was not part of development at all, walked by and she'd called me card man. And I kind of, we kind of <laughs> joked and laughed. And so she said, no, I, you know, I'm, I, even though I'm teasing you, you know, I, I'm serious. I really like it. She's like, you know, she showed me cards that were for kind of the out, the, the output of the software was directly affected her department. It was the tool they used. And she said, like, right here, it says this, but it's missing one. Do you know when they're going to do that? And I said, well, they chose to not do that this sprint. And she said, well, why not? And so she actually got really upset that, like, you know, that's the most important thing, and it's not even on there. She was able to go back to that development manager and say, hey, how come your team didn't do this? And, you know, they got into a lengthy discussion, and, and it, it, it brought out all sorts of things about the inefficiency of the particular tool. She would have never done that if they were using a spreadsheet or right. some tool vendor because over she would she would have never yeah. known that it even existed. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I, I think that it's kind of those serendipitous moments that we don't even really talk about very much um, that are sometimes provide the most amount of value by having things kind of out in the open um, and, and and able for feedback from anybody. So, what do you do if you're a distributed team? Cry. <laughs> also, you, jump out the window. Yes, uh, jump out the window. Yeah. Okay. So I've, I've cried, I've jumped out the window, and I still have, I, they've brought me back from the dead to deliver story. this project. Buy a, fur, buy a Furby. <laughs> what, uh, what do you do to try to get the advantages of a physical board 
in a distributed world. So one thing that I've tried in the past is to use like a online spreadsheet tool like Google Spreadsheets because it gives you a lot of flexibility while still maintaining some semblance of structure. Although I found that would that worked great for like two weeks and then it started to get really disorganized as yeah. we try to make like the same types of adaptation that look perfectly organized on an index, index card started to look very messy on a uh, spreadsheet. Yeah, I, th- I think for me the problem is is I think that you've got a much bigger problem than your board once you get distributed. I think that um, not being within proximity of other people is a much larger problem when you're distributed than whether it's physical or digital board. So I'd say the first thing I would do is try to do everything humanly possible to simulate being co-located even though you're distributed, whether that be you know Skype, whether it be pair programming, whether it be you know some kind of online instant messenger chat, anything that promotes um, a lot of communication that is, you know, asynchronous and can kind of happen and and can simulate real being in the physical presence of someone, I would really stress that that's probably the most important. And once you have that, I think then you can start to add ways to say, you know, like, hey, maybe every so often we're going to post the the current burn down or we're going to do something or, you know, maybe we add another stand up or something. You know, I think there's ways you can start to say, how do we incorporate what we're putting in the digital tool into the conversation? But most distributed teams just don't even have the conversation, which is I, I think absolutely critical to have. So to wrap up, uh, can we go around and get one like one thing that you think will make the most of your physical board, something that'll make it, you know, better than it could be on its own? Colors. For me, I think the biggest one is big visible charts. I should say meaningful colors, not just <laughs> random rainbow. Uh, so what I've seen help a lot was uh, was kind of Derek's example where you show your time box by, um, by indicating the um, like uh, black boxes for you're still within your time box uh, for every 15-minute increments you draw a square. And then as you exceed your time box, you start drawing red ones. It becomes very easy to see. At an overview, you can see an entire board, and you can see like where sections are red and where sections are green, and it becomes very easy to see like which stories caused the most problems throughout that week and which ones went a lot faster than expected. Uh, for me, I would say updating the board in real time and collapsing things. So if you collapse all your you know tasks that you've completed down uh, so that – as over time, as you're passing by, I think your subconscious, you can kind of look at the board and it looks different and it starts looking smaller and it looks like things are going away. Mm-hmm. I think yep. that's a really powerful one. That's good. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. Looking for an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news, techniques, and events in the Agile community? Sign up today at agileweekly.com. It's the best Agile content delivered weekly for free. 